97.9 FM WCHL is pleased to present Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno. Nicole has over 15 years of experience as a geriatric social worker and administrator working in the long-term care industry to include skilled nursing care, Alzheimer's care, adult day care, and home care. She also worked as a family caregiver. In addition, Nicole co-founded a nonprofit in the Triangle that specializes in support for caregivers. Now, Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno. Welcome back. Joining us is Carol Fernstrom, occupational therapist and accessibility consultant who's discussing the demystifying the risks of the bathroom. We are talking about making sure that the older adult is safe in their home today on 1360 WCHL. So we just got finished talking about those area rugs in the bathroom. What are some of the other common risks? Well, um, I will start with a few recommendations that are um, easy to buy anywhere. Old-fashioned old Rubbermaid tub mats mm-hmm. are very flat. The ones um, with the su- suction cups on the yes, bottom? Yes, on the bottom. Okay. And the top is completely smooth, and mm-hmm. the edges are a little bit beveled. Don't buy a fancy one. If you pay more than 8 bucks, you're probably buying the wrong thing. Okay. <laughs> because, <laughs> because they are um, so flat. Some of the fancier ones actually float. They're soft and cushy. Yes, I have one that floats up in the yes, water myself and at home. and they float. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, it's nice to know that the tried and true is still the best. And they come coiled up. But you can get them almost anywhere. Um, also, um, I would recommend grab bars. And I actually have one in my house um, because I shower in a bathtub that if I step in and out of it, the only other place to hold on to is a towel bar. Mm-hmm. And so I had a grab bar installed, and it's a great place. I hang my washcloths over it mm-hmm. because it's I did a horizontal bar. Yep. Um, typically, I recommend vertical bars right where you're stepping in and out because then you can hold it with both hands while the foot is going up and over the ledge. There again, three points of contact. Mm-hmm. You're on one foot while you're raising the other foot, but you've got both hands on that vertical grab bar. Mm-hmm. And you can obviously add more than just that one grab bar. Um, I also like a horizontal bar by the toilet. Some toilets um, are near a wall, and that's perfect, but some there are grab bars that fold down from behind. So if you don't have a wall there, you can um, buy grab bars that are seemingly... Um, hold in midair. Mm-hmm. Um, some toilet risers are wonderful because uh, the average toilet is actually too low. It's usually about 16 inches. What's called a comfort height toilet is 19 inches. Okay. And if it's higher, it's easier to get off to sta- go from sit to stand. Okay. Um, and so the toilet risers I recommend I highly um, only recommend the kind that come with two eight-inch bolts that fit in the back, the two screws in the back of the yeah, toilet. Yeah, otherwise fly right off. Exactly. There yeah. are some that clamp onto the front, yeah. but you can lean one way mm-hmm. or the other, and it will not stay. That actually happened to my grandfather, and he fell right off. Did he? And yeah. so we ended up getting, yes. Yes, yes. the bolt mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. And they come with or without handles. Mm-hmm. So if you have guard bars and you don't need the handles, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And there's also a bedside commode, which you... Can take out the bucket and set it over the toilet, which many, many people do. That one item is actually covered by Medicare if your f- physician writes an order for it. Okay. So that's called a bedside commode or a three in one. And it's like a chair, but obviously with a toilet seat. And so you've got two handles and you can adjust the legs to any height. Okay. 
Very good. So the floor, though, that's like that's a huge issue mm-hmm. with this. When you when you step out of the bath and it's so slippery, and then you come back in, would those one of those bath mats work on the floor? That's where the Berber rug, and this okay. I think is right before we went yeah. um, off the air for a minute. The Berber carpet that you um, think of when you redo a, a room in yeah. your home. They make rugs, and um, they're so flat. I have one on carpet by my back door, Okay. Um, and the back door actually opens over Mm -hmm. it. But some people use them in front of kitchen sinks because, they're again, they're so flat. You hardly know you're standing on them. But that is the only type of rug that I recommend for bathrooms because as you step out of the tub or shower, yep, you you have to have something. Um, Even And I also recommend the shower seats. And if you can buy one with adjustable leg height, Heights, then leg height, then you can um, sit on that seat to dry, bathe and um, rinse and even dry off on that seat. Obviously, stand up to wash your hips and private areas. Right. But um, as you step out, you may have even dried your feet, but you still want uh, that Berber rug out there. So we're talking about how to uh, not have a fall or some kind of a slipper trip. So how can balance be improved to reduce the risk of these incidences in the home? Well, um, one of the things you can do, and then we all should do, if you're taking any medication at all, um, be very aware of any side effects because a lot of side of, a lot of medications have dizziness listed as one of their side effects. Um, there's also things like. Um, strengthening exercises and balance exercises that can be taught. You can um, have your physician request a physical therapy evaluation, um, and that's always of help because they do this, can teach you specific exercises um, that will improve your balance. Um, so is occupational therapy, is that something that's covered by Medicare? Yes. Okay. So this is something, you, but you do need a doctor's order. Correct. How does that work? Um, if you have a concern, even if you're afraid of falling, and one of the things I tell people is if you have a fear of falling, that is a good sign because that means your judgment is intact. Mm -hmm. You're aware of the fact that I'm not as steady on my feet as I used to be, or I can't do the things as much or as long or as easily as I did before. So if you hear that little voice in the back Mm -hmm. of your head saying, oh, I need to be a little careful, you could ask your physician for a um, physical therapy and or occupational therapy evaluation. Mm -hmm. So PT will focus on the exercises and the balance itself, whereas the OT focuses on conducting your daily activities. And that can be done in the home, or would a person have to go out into some kind of an outpatient clinic setting? You can do either. Okay. Um, home, there are, um, if you're going to receive therapy in the home, technically you need to be homebound in order for Medicare to pay for it. There are some home care agencies now, I mean, excuse me, there are some outpatient agencies, okay. which are uh, Medicare Part B for people who are not homebound. Okay. And those are the more active people who go into the community and are able to get in and out of their homes. But instead of going to to a clinic, there are home, uh, there are therapists 
that come to your home and look at your bathroom and your kitchen and your backstage. I think that would, I mean, especially if you're concerned about your home, I feel like that would be the way to go. It is. If I wanted to look it at it. It definitely is. And um, so that's Medicare Part B for people who are not homebound. Because, yes, some uh, most outpatient clinics have a kitchen and they have a bathroom with a grab bar. But it's not your kitchen. It's not your bathroom. Exactly. So your layout of your home might be completely different, narrow doorways, just, you know, maybe you're a shorter person and your cabinets are too tall. I mean, there could be lots of different things that cause you to go on your tiptoes and make you fall backwards. I can only imagine. I just remember caring for my grandfather. It seemed like every single thing he did, I was worried he was going to fall over. So Yeah. Yeah, it was a huge issue. So, well, we'll be back in just a moment. Um, We're going to take a short break. I am here today with Carol Fernstrom, occupational therapist and accessibility consultant, talking about the safety risks of older adults in their home and how to modify their homes for safety. Thank you. Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno on 97.9 FM WCHL. Now, more of Caring Connections. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Caring Connections on 1360 WCHL. I'm your host, Nicole Bruno. Today, we will be discussing safety risks of older adults in their home. Joining us today is Carol Fernstrom, occupational therapist and accessibility consultant. Carol has practiced in the field of occupational therapy for over 25 years, specializing in physical rehabilitation in older adults. She is also an accessibility consultant with training to recommend modifications to people's homes based on their medical and physical needs. Welcome, Carol. Thank you, Nicole. In doing research for today's show, I found some staggering statistics from the CDC from 2001. According to the CDC, what I found was that 1.6 million seniors were treated in the emergency department for fall-related injuries, and nearly 388,000 were hospitalized, and one out of three Americans over the age of 65 sustain a fall each year. That is a huge number of people. It really is. You are so kind to provide um, some of the top 10 things that people probably don't know about uh, safety risks in the home, and I'm going to share a few of those with um, the folks listening in today, and we will have these available on the website at chapelborough.com. Um, this is something that seems to be tried and true. No matter what you do, daily exercise is vital for maintaining strength and health, and that seems to be no matter what we do in our lives, we need to exercise. Uh, communication is key when a person or family member notices that a person person has a change in their physical or mental functioning, you need to communicate that with someone. And the other one I thought was very good um, is that a simple routine such as a daily phone call to check with an older adult is an easy way to ensure all is well. Yes, definitely. So talk to me a little bit about accessibility and occupational therapy. What exactly is that? Well, I think I should start with what is OT, occupational therapy. Yeah. I... Uh, probably average once a week, somebody asks me, what is an occupational uh-huh. therapist? Sure. And um, one of the easiest ways is to differentiate between physical therapy and OT, PT and OT, because a lot of people have either had PT or know someone who has 
um, had physical therapy. Mm-hmm. And a very simplistic separation or differentiation is that physical therapists work mostly with the legs and what we use them for. So balance, walking, mm-hmm. um, and so they work on leg strengthening. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically for um, balance and fall prevention, they have exercises and specific measurements to test as a person improves in physical therapy um, for their balance. They can they, they can gain strength and sure. improve their balance through physical therapy. Mm-hmm. Occupational therapy, on the other hand, works mostly with your arms and hands and the things that we use them for. Mm-hmm. So the function of the arms and hands are um, what we call self-care skills. Um, the, you may have heard the term ADL, which stands for Activities of Daily Living. Mm-hmm. And that's a term used both in medicine as well as by insurance companies mm-hmm. um, because it is, it is again, a measurement of how well a person can function. So ADLs are bathing, dressing, grooming, tasks in the kitchen to prepare your food. Um, It may also involve things in the community, such as shopping or even driving. So uh, the things that you use your arms and hands for also involve vision as well as cognition. So an OT addresses those things. Um, And then an accessibility consultant goes a step beyond that. Usually it's an OT who has um, special training. There's courses and training that uh, an OT receives. And the goal there is modifying the home um, itself, the structure of the house, in order to increase independence and safety, which is always the goal, but to enable the senior to age in place. And again, that's a a phrase that we're hearing more and more, Mm -hmm. but it's a lovely thought, and it's a wonderful goal so that people can stay in their home. Um, So uh, universal design and barrier-free are two other terms that are associated with home modifications to enable seniors to stay in their homes. So the goal is still, as an OT, I still work with folks to help them um, modify how they do things so that it reduces risk of injury or fall. But um, sometimes the modifications to the home are much on a, on a much larger scale. So give me an example, just you know, maybe um, without, of course, divulging any names of personal information, a typical client that you may see and how you can make an impact on their safety in their home. What are some of the common things that we might run across in an older adult's home that is really puts them at risk? Well, the, what is very typical in, in, in all of our homes, mm-hmm. um, and you really don't have to even be a senior, all, <laughs> okay. uh, is throw rugs. And that is the first thing when a therapist goes into the house, you, you um, often um, identify that as the number one way that somebody can trip up. Sure. Um, if they have large area rugs, you can tape the edges down so that they don't trip on yeah. that. Um, lighting is important because as we grow older, we need much greater lighting um, even though they may be able to have if they have good vision and they're able to read or they've had cataract surgery. and mm-hmm. um, Sure. So, but increased illumination is mm-hmm. very important. Um any place there's a change in elevation, and that just means um, height, change mm-hmm. in height. So if it's a step mm-hmm. or it's stairs, you need at least one, if not two, rails. So if you have a set of stairs, like you live in a, a multi-level home, rather than just one railing on the side, wow. we recommend two railings, one on each side. So if you're going up or going down, you can either use, you have one on either side or both. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're stepping in and out of a door, you can put a vertical grab bar, even just an eight-inch grab bar or 
um, a handle, like a barn, what I call a barn door handle. Okay. Right there by the door, right above where the latch is. So as you're opening your door with your key or turning the knob, you've got something to hang on to with the other hand. You, it's often recommended to have a little table or even a chair outside your, say, your back door. So if you have packages or your purse and you you have to fumble with the key and you want to hold on, yeah, if you have a spot there, a ledge or a table or a chair to put your packages and such mm. down, then that frees you up. One of the main things that we can do is have at least two, possibly three points of contact. Mm -hmm. You have two feet on the ground and one hand holding while you're doing something. Okay. You're going to be so much like especially reaching, you're going to be so much safer. So, so it sounds like these are pretty simple things that don't cost very, a lot of money. I, you know, you might envision trying to make modifications to decrease falls to be very costly. So these are pretty simple things to be able to do. It sounds they like. Are. I remember, um, you may not know this, I was a caregiver for my grandfather for a short time. And during that time, I had a two-year-old who had a kitchen, a little play kitchen. And all that play food was all over the floor like a minefield. And I just remember crawling on my hands and knees, clearing a path for him so yes. he could get through so he wouldn't fall. It was a huge, huge issue. And I, mean, I don't know how many times I've fallen on a matchbox car myself rolling across the kitchen floor. So Well, and you nailed it. Yeah. Um, eliminating any clutter that we can yeah. is so important. Yeah. And that should be up there with the rugs. It's, it's almost so obvious. But it is very hard to change our habits and our environments that we've lived in for so long. How about the bathroom? That is a huge, huge issue. I've worn many hats in my career. And one of the hats that I currently wear is working with a home care company. And, you know, that is a huge issue when, when folks do an assessment in the home to look at that bathroom. Tell me about some of the common fall risks and trips and hazards that occur in the bathroom. Well, my number one thing, I, it sounds like, again, the rugs. You know that most bathroom rugs are an inch and a half thick and they are fluffy and they are soft but they're also they're not firm and they roll up if your foot just hits the pile but not steps on the pile the rug can actually roll up even though it's rubber backed so I recommend Berber rugs um, just like Berber carpet it's very low pile flatter than a pancake and it has a rubber backing and it's firm so it will not slide and it won't roll up so that's the number one thing and unfortunately I, I have never seen a Berber rug that um, is shaped to go around a toilet like a lot of people like bathroom rugs that fit around toilets. But you can still get Berber rugs for other areas. Hold that thought. We were going to um, demystify the bathroom when we get back. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we continue our conversation with Carol Fernstrom, occupational therapist and access accessibility consultant who is discussing the safety risks of older adults in their homes and how to modify their homes for safety on 1360 WCHL. Thanks for listening and We'll be right back. Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno on 97.9 FM WCHL. Now, more of Caring Connections. Welcome back. We're here today with Carol Fernstrom, occupational therapist and accessibility consultant who is discussing the safety risks of older adults in their homes right here on 1360 WCHL. So we've talked a lot about some simple things that actually aren't too expensive that the uh, older adult or their care caregiver can do to modify the home. Let's talk about some of the resources that exist for people who might want more information. 
Sure. Okay, take it away. Um, well, I've come up with a handful here that are um, readily acceptable, accessible. Um, the first one I would recommend is AARP. They have a wonderful, it's, um, it's called a Home Fit Guide, and you can um, download it or your family member can download it from the computer very easily on on printed on paper, or you can call an 800 number and they will mail it to you. Um, it's a great checklist, and it is focused specifically on home safety. Great. What else? Um, I did look online for some other ones that are, again, very thorough, but also helpful in identifying things within your own home, because everybody's home is entirely different. Right. If you don't have a two-story, then some of the things don't even apply. So um, there's two others. One is from Texas A&M University, and the other is from the New Jersey Institute of Technology. And um, again, I put both of the websites on the the um, on your you have actually posted them on your website because um, the links have that will that are there will take you right to the actual. Um, document that you need as opposed to trying to maneuver and find sure, it on sure. the internet. That's perfect. And they will be listed on uh, chapelborough.com. Excellent. Um, the other one for um, the American Occupational Therapy Association is um, obviously uh, um, covers all OTs in the United States, and it's a wonderful resource for home modifications. And, and the difference here really is the home modifications are more... Um, a higher um, effort and more construction-oriented changes to the home as opposed to smaller changes. So we're really talking about two different things. One, we're doing um, simple, quick fixes that will make tremendous difference, mm -hmm. like we were talking about earlier. Right. But there again, the um, accessibility consultant um, does the uh, modifications in coordination with a remodeler or the contractor to uh, make the home safe and more independent and easier for a person to function. So this could be things like putting a stair lift in or a ceiling lift or yes. widening doorways. Or and completely remodeling the bathroom or right. even the kitchen. So that's, we're getting into money there and big right. projects. It and is. so, yeah. So definitely probably looking for someone who has that designation would be the way to go. Exactly. And the American Occupational Therapy Association has a list of OTs who are trained as accessibility consultants. So if somebody wants to, to go that route and make changes to their homes, um, that is, they have a list of OTs, and that's the other resource. The last one I had listed is for folks who live in Wake County. In Raleigh, there is a, a wonderful organization called Resources for Seniors. Um, they actually do the work and um are very familiar with um, positioning of grab bars, even though when I work with them, they like me to mark where the grab bars go. If somebody were to call them without a therapist, the resources for senior staff often know typically places for grab bars. And there are standard heights and positions and things for grab bars and ramps. Like okay. ramps have a ratio for every inch upwards. You need to go out a foot. That is a standard ratio. And actually right here in Orange County, they have the Orange County Department of um, Aging and they have an uh, aging transitions team. And they actually do have an occupational therapist on staff, which is very rare Ooh, to wonderful. find. She's wonderful. And so I'm sure they could help anybody living here in this county as well. 
Well, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us today for um, this edition of Caring Connections on 1360 WCHL. Carol, you've been wonderful. We're so glad to have you. And as always, if you have any caring-related questions that you have, you can email us at caring at 1360WCHL.com, and we, we would be glad to answer some of those questions on air. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful day. Thank you. The purpose of Caring Connections is to educate listeners to help improve the quality of life for families, for professional caregivers, as well as those people affected with Alzheimer's disease. Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno is supported by HomeWatch Caregivers. You can hear this and any other program of Caring Connections on WCHL's website, chapelboro.com. Be sure to email questions to caring at 1360WCHL.com. Caring Connections is a presentation of 97.9 FM, WCHL, Chapel Hill Carborough's News, Talk, and Tar Heel Station.